1: DDP Yoga Warriors, what is happening? It is Wednesday night. It is 9 p.m. Eastern time, where we are currently broadcasting from the collective DDP Yoga Megaplex in beautiful uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, where I am currently. Of course, you have Crystal here as well, who is way up north. You draw, you draw a direct line from Raleigh all the way up to Great White North. Eventually, you'll get to, to Crystal up in those uh, <laughs> Appalachian snow-covered mountains of Canada, where... Uh, she uh, she literally hiked 17 miles in the cold snow today to be able to get her newspaper and her mail, and they came all the way back. So we thank her for taking the effort to come all the way out here and, uh, and join us on the show again as usual. Crystal, thank you for, for being here as always.
0: Thank you for having me, Mike. Um, it was fun oh, getting through awesome. all
1: that snow, so... <laughs> well, all right. We, we we got a lot to talk about. We're gonna we're gonna hit, touch on the the all in this week. Of course, Dallas made the big uh, it, uh, the appearance on that huge show. Also, the Joe yeah. Rogan podcast. If you guys listened to that, that was a great show as well. We'll touch on that a little bit later. But I want to bring her on right away because this is awesome sure. for us. She comes on with us uh, once every quarter. Comes back with us with uh, her her friend and, and guest and mentor Nancy Guberte and she is the OG co-host of this show, the OG female co-host. She's been here way back, you know, before I started, before Crystal started, before any of us were actually here. And uh, Crystal was, I mean, sorry, Stacy was the original co-host for DDP radio. And yep, they were podcasting before podcasting was even a thing. And of course I was lucky enough to come on board and Robert and myself and Stacy kind of carried the ball with DDP in and out for a while. And then, Stacey had so much going on and so busy that she kind of had to take a little little hiatus, and a little backseat from the show for a little while. And a lot of times when people do that, it's, oh, I've got a lot going on. I've got a lot of ambitions and goals. It's kind of code words where right? I just want to sit on a couch from TV and eat popcorn or, you know, <laughs> eat bonbons and watch soap operas on uh-huh. Wednesday night. But in Stacy's case, she actually did it. And she has so much going on and she's got so many projects in the works that she took that time away from us and she – propelled it forward into so many cool different avenues. Uh, of course, we're going talk to her about her new book, which is coming out uh, ASAP. And then also, a huge announcement from Stacey. She's going to be gracing a, an awesome magazine cover. So what better way to bring on our guest, uh, Stacey Morris, as I put in uh, my promo, she went from being bullied and, and just self-doubt and self shame She went from that girl to being the cover in your walk. <laughs> <Head down. laughs> your oh, oh, my God. <laughs> I, I I just had to go oh, there.
0: Oh,
2: awesome. Uh, Stacy <laughs> Morris, how are you? Oh, man, that is so funny, Mike. <laughs> I
0: didn't know what was <laughs> going on.
2: That That's a riot. Thank you.
0: Um, oh, no Yeah, no I problem. wish...
2: I wish the mean boys and girls at my elementary school could see me now. That's all I can say. Um, but well, I'm really excited to be here. I'm so happy to be here. Um, I've ne- I felt like I've never really left because I check in every now and then. Um, but you you and Crystal were gracious enough to have me back on when I asked if I could come on to talk about my fourth book, and it's it's coinciding with. Some of you have seen on Facebook, I'm telling my story, my transformation story in a national magazine called Women's World, and even if you're not a women's magazine reader, you've probably seen it because they, they always position it right at the checkout counter of supermarkets. So I hope all you listeners out there can take a look. It's got a lot of my nutrition tips and my emotional eating tips and, and just some of the nuggets to pass on to people um, that, that got me through, that got me through the transformation, but also that that keeps the weight off and keeps me in balance.
1: Yeah. It, it is is a huge publication. Like I mean, this is a, a big. We're not talking yeah. about some internet, you know, random blog, you know, putting you, which is nice. But you know, it's not some guy in the basement. This is on like you go to the magazine in you know, the, the grocery store, and no matter what store you're at, you're looking at that magazine. That's a big deal. And uh, is it kind of intimidating to think that just so many people are going about to be even more aware of your story? I mean, that's a huge scope. Of, of potential readers that are going to get to know you and uh, your journey.
2: Yeah, it's actually exciting because I've been trying, you know, and and some sometimes along the way I, I was getting discouraged because I I just thought wow I have a, a compelling story, and and there are no gimmicks and it's just you know my my real truth, um, but a, a lot of people, you know, I learned you know how. How the advertising world works, and those, at the ad world and TV shows, and a lot of print outlets are, you know, hand in hand. So I think, yeah, you, you know, I mean, you, you guys know how Dallas rolls in terms of nutrition, yep. gluten free, dairy free, and you know, the the dairy council doesn't want to hear that, and and no. the editors know. I'm, I'm sort of getting off on a sidebar, but I, I just. You know, I kept on with my blogs, and that's why I wrote my own books, um, healthy recipe, health, healthy cooking books. I have three of them. Um, so I just thought, okay, I'm just going to go along and do my own thing. You know, I'm I'm, I'm kind of exhausted with trying to hit up um, Dr. Oz and Rachel Ray, you know, year after year. And this magazine found me, which really blew my mind. I I had actually approached them. Uh, a couple times and didn't really get, get anywhere so I was just looking through my mailbox one day and, and this query came in you know we saw your story it really looks inspirational we'd like to tell it and it all came together in, in a matter of weeks I mean I wow. I didn't even have time to get nervous I mean they're, they're like we, we really need to send somebody over next week and take photos and all that Yeah, I was like, why don't I have a few months to get it in better shape? You know, that's what I was hoping. Um, But it all worked out. I mean, I don't question timing. You know, timing is mysterious. And for some reason, it was all meant to happen this month. So here I am.
0: So, Stacey, sorry, Mike, go ahead. No, go ahead, Crystal, go for it. So, Stacey, for those who might be listening and, you know, really would like to boil it down, how much weight have you lost from the beginning of your journey
2: to now? Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll give a recap, you know, for people who aren't familiar. I've been, this coming January, it will be my 10-year anniversary of um, starting, yeah, starting DDPY and starting my journey to better health. Um, I, I've lost 180 pounds and kept okay. it off, you know, but, you know, give or take, you know, I, I fluctuate. It's normal yep. to fluctuate, especially as you get older. And uh, and I'm open about that in my newest book, which is um, all about, I mean, I, I, I like to say that my first three books were about cooking. This one is about coping. It's all about the emotional... Oh. Side of the journey, and it's um, it's essays that I've written over the past ten years that reflect some of the challenges um, because life can life can sometimes be a bumpy road and True. I, I knew you know I had a really great plan with uh, nutrition and working out, but I know myself too well you know from the times that I used to yo-yo diet and regain. I knew I had to have a plan emotionally uh, to do this long-term. And that's what this, this fourth book is.
0: So, Stacey, do you work out every single day?
2: Oh, God, no. No. no? I mean, okay. I go through, no. I mean, I do something, I do some kind of activity every day. Um, but, I, and I've, uh, that fluctuates too. I mean, so, sometimes I'll go through these Iron Woman phases. Where I'll, yep. I'll really want to challenge myself and push myself, and and I like I've always been like that. Even when I had the weight on, um, I was always kind of attracted to to exercise and challenging myself. Um, I saw the movie. Uh, this is you guys are too young, but there was a famous documentary that came out in about '77 called Pumping Iron um, with oh, yeah. Schwarzenegger and Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. And it just made an impression on me, so um but i do i, I do d d p y um at least three times a week when I was taking the weight off, it was five. I made sure to do it five times, and um uh, even on days I don't do it i I'll, I'll always find myself incorporating some of the moves, stretches right um just to keep my spine limber and um just to feel better, you know. I, yeah. I like to walk. Yeah. I, I, I'm a walker, uh, and I'm always. I very seldom really sit around because I, I'm. I do a lot of cooking, um, and I'm just usually up and moving, and it, which is completely different from how I used to live. I mean, I, I lived sitting down. You know, I, I had a desk right. job, and then, then I'd go home and eat, and uh, you know, to burn off the, like to to de stress. Um, but I would once I sat I didn't like to get up so I would either surround myself with food and drink so I wouldn't have to get up or I would make people wait on me you know <laughs> so now it's like sitting feels strange to me, which I'm very grateful for um, but that wow. that was a process it didn't that didn't turn around overnight and that's no. what i I like I like to tell clients that I coach you know this is not about instantaneous changes. It's it's a gradual, um, you know, sort of a grooming of your habits and, until they start yeah. to feel that they become the new normal.
0: Right, because uh, we, the theory I tra- is, is that... Sorry, Mike. Go for it. I'm sorry. Um, no, I was just going to say the theory is that you didn't put the weight on overnight. So it's certainly not going to come off overnight.
2: Yeah, yeah, and nor did yeah. I want it to because I've, I'm a lifelong a dieter since the age of nine. Right. And I, I I know from experience that the quicker I push it off, the quicker it comes back. And no right. real no real comfortable habits have been established. Um, and for a long time, you know. I, I had so much going on in my life, uh, things pressing on me that made me unhappy, that uh, giving up food and giving up binge eating was absolutely out of the question. So, and and I talk about this, which is called, by the way, it's called the Untended Soul, because I realized, um, uh, you know, I can diet all I want, I can try to focus on nutrition, but as I say on the back of my book cover, uh, that's kind of like polishing the, the, the brass railings of the Titanic as it's sinking. I mean, what what I needed was oh. to really look at myself, start loving myself, start clearing the debris of all the wounding that I had, and, and that's where I started. Because, you know, 20 years ago, giving up... Food as comfort was not a possibility, so I thought okay, I know I know myself I can't do it I don't want to do it, so I'll go within and start you know with self help books with therapy, support groups any any kind of viable tool I found that could heal myself from within and start to rebuild my self esteem, I took it, and I really uh, thoroughly explored that inner path, you know, which I, I wouldn't be where I am today. That's why when I, when I finally did hear about Diamond Dallas Page and how he helps people, I had already done so much work on myself, I was ready for it. Uh, if I had found Dallas t- even five years prior to when I did, I would have thrown it away. You know, so, and I, that's what I tell clients, You know, you can't push the whole readiness thing. You you know, do what you can to heal yourself, to be kind to yourself. And then uh, if you're really faithful to that, things will kick in, you know, but it takes time. And that's what magazines tend to not want to hear, you know, and definitely TV shows don't want to hear it, you know, but it does take time. But, you know, you know what? All we have is time. So why don't we use it in a rational way instead of grasping at straws and snake oil salespeople. Snake oil, yeah. The
1: the story that they love is the sensational or the I lost 200 pounds at two months stories. Or if you had said that you lost all this weight eating Dunkin' Donuts to Claire's, I'm sure you'd have a a distribution deal with Dunkin' Donuts (laughs) to get your books out there. But it is. Sometimes Mm -hmm. the the story of just – I had to heal myself isn't interesting to the mass, you know, uh, clickbait generation, but to people who are genuinely in a spot where you were or where I was or am or where Crystal was, you know, people who are genuinely looking for answers, Mm -hmm. that's the people that you're going to reach with this. This is your target demographic. It's not the clickbait that want to gawk at, oh, my God, she lost 200 pounds eating sugar-based sandwiches. Like, these are desperate people that you're going to be reaching. And, you're going to be that uh, connection that someone like Paige or, or Terry Lang was to you. You're going to be that for so many other people. And that's, that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: I hope so. And I, and I know people, my, my message will reach those who, who are interested in it. You know, if if you're, if someone's at the phase where they just are looking at the latest uh, fad or gimmick, my, what, you know, my message will just bounce right off them, and that's that's fine, you know. But I know there are people out there who are who are seeking some truth and some just some solid information they can actually apply to their lives, you know. So that's that's You're, a big part. I did that I did that nutritionally with the first three books, and now I'm trying to do it in another way um, with this one, and it's got lots of pictures in it too of um, you know before and after and and people who were special to me who supported me along the way um and i'm just really i'm excited about it we'll see how it we'll see how it it rolls i mean i don't, I don't know if there's another book there're not many books similar to this out there i think
1: I'm looking at the uh, the photographs here in uh, from the from the magazine. You look gorgeous, by the way. You look beautiful. You've always been. Yeah. Since I've known you, you've always been very glamorous. And I'm, I'm not even yeah, <laughs> you have. got that glamour quality to you. When you look at the before after pictures. And glamour doesn't make a human being. You know, the, the, the makeup, the, the pretty hair, the clothes. They don't make you're the same person inside. But when you look right. at those pictures. You don't look like the same person in your eyes. You don't look, you don't carry yourself the same way. And there is something to be said that when you start caring about yourself, you start wanting to put more, you're more confident, and you want to present yourself as, 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 you know, you know, looking nicer or doing the hair or something like that, because there was. There was a, your shoulders looked wrong. You looked sad. There was a sadness in your eyes. And if you take all the makeup off and you took all the the hair and the, the, the pretty clothes and, and you just boil it down to those eyes. You're a different person behind those eyes. And it's very visible by looking at your before and after pictures that you did heal what was, you know, or not even healed, but you're in the process of treating and continuing to treat, you know, the things that cost you those, you know, those years through uh, food addiction or, or what have you.
2: Yeah. And, and that was the real difference this time around. Um, I really I knew already that I was okay. You know, I wasn't looking for validation from anybody or from from the weight loss itself. I knew that wasn't about that was a very anyone who thinks that's a validation is that's an illusion. So I already had my inner validation. But what really used to just mean so much to me when pe- people would say to me, um, "You know, you have more life in your eyes." You know, and that really, the first time someone said that to me, it really took me aback because I realized, you know, looking at old pictures, I was kind of, uh, I was very much in low gear, you know, like half alive, just kind of dragging myself through life. And on on the back cover of my book, I I show an old picture, and it looks like in the picture that I've been crying, but I I wasn't. that, That was just my... You know, my face was puffy, my eyes were kind of red, and um, I was holding – it. Look, I look like a total mess in the photo because I'm holding two drinks in my hand, you know, a beer and another drink. But that was actually – I don't even drink, but I was just holding a beer for the person who took the photo. But it kind of – it all worked because it just made me <laughs> – it made me look like such, um, you know, just somebody who needed – Needed some TLC, um, but this reminds me. I wanted to just give a big shout out and thank you to Robert Robert McLaren, who who was one of the original um, radio hosts for for DDP Radio. He is an excellent designer and an artist, and he again helped. I mean, he did the design on this book, like he did for the first oh, three. Did he? Yeah. Oh, wow. oh, I could I couldn't have done any of the books without him. He he's is so an, an artistic genius. Yeah. So um, I just want to say a big thanks to Robert out there. He, he's he, so multi he, I was actually
1: gonna, I was actually play, I was been today's been so crazy. I was actually planning on reaching out to Robert to see if he'd call in tonight because I thought it'd be cool to have a little DDP uh, mini reunion. And I'm always afraid to call Gosh. him because he's just so busy. He, he's got so much yeah. going on. You know, he's he's got the his DDP yoga stuff, and also the, the projects he does with you, and the amazing art he does. Like, he does just an incredible art, yeah. out, you know, by hand <laughs> or by digital or whatever it may be, but we got to all have uh, um, a little mini-reunion sometime soon.
2: Definitely, and I just want to plug his pet portraits. If anyone has a dog or a cat or whatever pet you ha- have, uh, he can do amazing portraiture just off an iPhone photo, and he's He's done that for me and many other people. You'll you'll see it on Instagram and Facebook, and it makes a great Christmas gift. Everyone,
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: pretty
1: amazing. Yeah, we I I love Robert. He's we gotta we gotta do that sometime soon. a little mini Yeah, that was would be actually great. Actually planning on reaching out to him tonight. Um, yeah, uh, we we I gotta bring this up real quick. You, you know, you, you're I talked quite a bit about like the the mental you know side of of losing weight and. Uh, on the Joe Rogan podcast the other day, Paige was talking about his injuries on his back, and, uh, and Joe says how it's like how long can you go if you stop doing it? Does it come back? And he, you know, Paige said, I, "I, it's like brushing my teeth. I just, gotta, I get, it's it's gotta, got to be something I do. I can skip a day here and there, but if I don't, you know, the issues start coming back." And I think that has to do with the the injury part, and also the weight loss of DDP yoga, but also the psychological side of it. You got to make sure you're taking care of yourself. Because we got to get to a point where we realize that, you know, self-preservation is is a daily, you know, daily ritual. You have to make sure you're taking Mm -hmm. care of yourself. And I know we had a conversation with Arthur a couple years ago. And i got to ask you the question, too, because it was something I struggled with. When Arthur, you know, you and Arthur were two of, like, the big stories that, you know, GDP Yoga launched off of. You know, you guys were the most out front. You know, they used you in advertising and the videos and, you know, all of the websites and, and print material, and I'm sure it was amazing. It was humbling and stuff, but I actually asked Arthur that when things got hard, a little bit hard, and you started to slip a little bit, did your story being so public make it harder for you to reach out. And Arthur totally agreed with that. He said I don't you know, I didn't feel wanna let people down who were inspired by me that when I started struggling that it became yeah. difficult for me to like wave your arms and say, Hey, I need some help over here and I had been through the same thing, you know, publicizing mine on the blog and the way you show and stuff. When I slipped I found it a little hard to kind of publicly say that. You know, with people looking up to you, does it make it harder for you or do you feel it easier for you to come out and maybe say, hey, I'm having a little bit of a hard time right now. Maybe I could, you know, reach out to somebody.
2: Uh it's it's definitely harder. I mean, I do feel like, oh, you know, on one hand I feel like, well, people are are watching and and they're they're expecting certain things of me and and I know I've become an example, but I I kind of take that and push that a little further you know, by just being honest, you know, like being really honest about what's going on. Cause I don't want, I, the last thing I want to do is give anyone the impression that there's a finish line. And once the weight is right. gone, then, then it's over. You don't have to, you don't have to work. You don't have to, you know, stay disciplined. Um, and yes, it's, it's really, um, it's important to, to say what's going on. Um, but I, you know, I sometimes when I'm going through really intense stuff, uh, I process it privately, and then once I uh, get through it, I, I kind of synthesize it and say, here's here's what happened to me, and here's how I got out of it. That's one of the essays in the book called Writing Out the Dark Days, and that involves um, the sudden death of somebody really close to me. And it was very complicated because um, I felt in some ways, you know, there's really no way to quantify it or or know for sure, but I I really felt in some ways kind of responsible for his decline, not necessarily his death. We have a really complicated relationship uh, and very close, but it was one of the most painful Things. I mean, I was in shock for this happened four years ago. I was in shock for months, just kind of a zombie. And then, and and I actually lost weight during that period. And then when I came out of the shock, I think the grief and the guilt, and this all coincided, by the way, with menopause. You know, just when I didn't need it. And so, and I really believe deep grieving, and trauma can definitely affect everything about you, including your metabolism. And I was really stuck in a place of grieving, blaming, uh, reliving, you know, reliving because he died in front of me. And that's just something you, you just can't get over. And, and what, what I'm learning is, you know, I'm, I'm trying to manage the memories. I'm trying to manage, um, you know, blaming myself. And that's really not, it's not an easy process. Um, And I, and I put weight on during this period. Uh, And then I realized, and I wasn't really, I, I, you know, it wasn't like I was doing, I never went back to, to binge eating, but I, I think my choices changed a little. Uh, I just, you know, overeating doesn't fulfill me the way it used to back in the old days, but I was just kind of, wanting a little more comfort you know maybe wanting things that tasted better you know than say a salad and I had to really and I taught I have a circle of support and I definitely communicated with them but I just didn't feel ready to share it in in a public forum and I kind of shared it in one of my blogs a few years ago and then with this book I really expanded upon that blog and just Kind of laid it all out, um, so but it's important to you know like Arthur and i I, I know Arthur doesn't want to give any false impressions either um, there there are tough times, and sometimes people backslide or they um, or they kind of go into a dark place for whatever reason, and that's life that doesn't go away, you know um, but it's it's how. How can I manage it, you know? How can I stay, how can I I come out the winner? I'm not going to let this situation um, pull me under. I, I need to survive this, you know? So that's part of what the whole book is about, is is exposing some of the tough times in my life, um, you know, from my distant past and also sometimes in my more recent past and how how I came through
1: it. It's so important too. You you know you talked about you know first of all the reason so many people were drawn to your story or Arthur's story I believe was the fact that they could relate to it and saw so much of themselves in it too and right. the fact that you have been open and, and honest I don't I don't relate to the person that's perfect I don't relate to the person that's kicking ass all the time and. I know you're not that person. I know that Arthur's not that person. And I think the reason why people stick with your stories and still go back to read your books or your blogs or whatever is, is they see themselves. And it brings people that kind of, you know, community comfort of like I'm not alone here. And I remember when you were going through that a couple of years ago and I never realized the significance of what you were dealing with because you did tell. You, used to, you As you said, you kind of deal with that in, in private. But I remember, you know, that happening and, and when you're trying to recover from something like this Or years worth of traumatic stuff it, Even the recovery process Even as you're healing It can be very painful Because it forces you to walk through the muck again To get out To just find yourself within it again And in order to do that You've got to kind of tread some footsteps That have been uncomfortable or hard But as in anything To kind of come out on the other side in any kind of personal growth Or psychological growth Or physical growth there's going to be a lot of pain involved and uh, you have a you have a lot of courage and you have throughout all your books and your your public radio and blog posts and stuff you've had a lot of courage in exploring those publicly which is something I couldn't have done but in that way when you eventually get to that point and you're publicly able to talk about it you help so many people in the process yeah. and despite your own sanity sometimes um it's it's real it's a huge you know for for other people who feel they look up to you and can relate to your story to know somebody has been through something similar to what they have. Oh, thank you. And that that's why I do
2: it. Um, and it is, like, you know, all those things you said, completely valid. Uh, and that's the pain and being willing to sit in it and feel it is, is what gets me through because I know... <laughs> You know, the alternative is to, to, you know, find something that's going to numb me out. And that's just not going to help. It's not going to really help me. So, you know, and the pain I've discovered with this whole thing about feeling, you know, feeling what's going on is, um, you know, it's like a river. And I I did not invent this. This, I think this is from um, Buddha. But, you know, life and feelings and whatever is like a river. Don't try to. Don't try to grab onto things, you know. Which is a challenge too, because when when the good times come, uh, I tend to want to grab. Oh, I wish it could always stay this way, and it it doesn't. But that's the nature of life, and so I've just been more accepting of um, whatever's in the moment, and it, that gets easier, you know. I and now I'm, you know, I look back on my life and I think, wow, I. You know, I can't believe, I guess I didn't know any better, but I can't believe I used to run from from all this, you know. But I didn't have any tools, you know. That's not something I was taught growing up. Um, Back in in my day, it was like, here, you need to lose weight. So what you need to do is just take this six-pack of Tab and a box of these candies. (laughs) There's this candy called AIDS, A-Y-D-S. I don't know. That was supposed to suppress your appetite. And they were actually really good. They tasted like caramels, you know. And that's the last thing anyone with a like a, an eating predilection for, for food needs is a box of candy. But, I mean, there was just these hollow tools that women and men, you know, boys, girls of all ages were given with the... Um, the belief that, what well, you know, your your only problem is your weight. So just get rid of that, and life will just be peachy, you know. And it took me a lot of trial and error. It was all learning. I, I never considered, um, at the time I considered myself a failure, but looking back, it was absolutely not a failure. I was learning a lot of, of valuable lessons, and that's really the only way we get there, you know, like... Um, right. My my book can help you out to an extent, but you're going to have to take that whatever knowledge you find useful, and apply it to your own life. You know, and as Dallas likes to say, put the work in. You got to put the work in. Right.
1: The well, first of all, I want to StacyMorris.com is your blog, and does that have the link to uh, to purchase the, the the book, or is is it an Amazon um, order? Like the last couple you've done, uh, you,
2: you can you can do both. If if anyone wants a signed copy of any of the books, you can purchase it through my site, through stacymorris.com, and it's also available on uh, Amazon and there's a Kindle version as well. And now um, there's a thanks to Robert who also helped design <laughs> my website. He's like I said, he's multi-talented. He came up with this great idea to um, you can do a package of if you want all four books.
0: No.
1: I was just going to bring um, that up real quick. I I know we're talking about the new one, and that's great, but I just got to touch on the old ones for a second because the holiday season's coming up and you had the comfort by the way. You you sent me those books years ago and they're they're <laughs> yeah. still every holiday season they're my go-to my go-to books for Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever. You have the sweet comfort. Uh, the clean comfort, and then you've got, like, the soups and stuff like that, the desserts. If, uh, seriously, I'm telling you, if you're trying to do this DDP yoga program with any kind of seriousness through the holiday pro- season, it's going to get hard. And if you get one yeah. of Stacey's books, I swear to you, I, they're my go-to on the holidays. You will not miss Grandma's mm-hmm. date, whatever. You will not miss anything <laughs> because she she finds ways to make these recipes that you love and that you're not sacrificing anything for, and then in a healthy, clean way, which I, I you're a magician in my eyes, you a know, saint basically, <laughs> but oh. it's it's oh. true. You'll you still every year, you know, I love the pumpkin um, anything, and I know it's cliche the pumpkin spice thing, but you'll send me these uh, pudding recipes or pumpkin recipes, and it makes me question why I ever would eat a pumpkin dessert anywhere else other ever, ever again because they really are fantastic. <laughs> Oh,
2: thanks. And, you know, I've got to give a lot of credit to Chef Bill, and you've uh, seen him in action at the grill and at the stove, but he's he's my right hand um, and my recipe developer. He really gives me a lot of inspiration and information on how to transform some of the old favorites, you know, into, you know, most of the time my recipe's I'll serve them and some are ultra clean and, you know, it's just, they they vary in degree, but I'll serve them to just regular people who don't have any restrictions or whatever. And they, they like them. So, and that to me is the ultimate when people who don't have to eat clean, actually like a recipe, then I know it's, it's a winner and you can bring it to a holiday gathering. It'll stand up just
1: about anywhere. Well, if you or Bill need any uh, test uh, research testing <laughs> subjects or anything, <laughs> want me to sit around and do a focus group on on, on some recipes? Give me a call.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: You <got> <laughs> uh, I, I love Chef Bill, and, and tell him I said hello. I, I was I worked under the master. I considered myself lucky in Mexico a couple of years ago. We were actually recently pulling out some pictures from Mexico as we're going through. We're getting our our place renovated here, um, so we're kind of downsizing and get rid of all kinds of you know excess you know, crap that's been covering up the closet. So we're looking through everything, and I found all those pictures mm-hmm. of me sitting behind the stove looking like I know what I'm doing next to Chef Bill. That was such a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. That was definitely so, fun. So StacyMorris.com, we got the the, the books, um, we got the, the, the past books. The Women's World thing I think is awesome. That's a big deal. And uh, first of all, I saw the cover. And everyone in the world is seeing those at the, at the checkout counter. So, especially this week or this month or however long that's going to be on the shelves, um, when you're going to be at the checkout counter, Stacy's going to be looking at you. You're going to think of the radio show. You're going to think of DDP Yoga, and you're going to go and evaluate your cart. You're going to say, "Man, what would Stacy do in this moment?" And then you can just drive the cashier, not <laughs> right? sorting through it, getting all, keeping all the good yeah. stuff. Yeah, so, okay. I'm really proud Absolutely. of you, Stacy. It's really cool.
2: Thank yeah. you, Mike. And um, you know, um, you guys do such great work with this show. I mean, you inspire. You give people a forum. Bill's wa- waving hello to both of you. Um, hello. And I, I just think it's. I, I, I know how much work it is to do the show. It's, it's. There's some prep work involved, you know. And um, yeah, you guys do a great job.
1: Oh, thank oh, you. thank you. Thank you so much, and, and of course, you know, you, you've been here for a long time now. This show has been going, I can't remember, when Robert left a couple years ago because he was just so overwhelmed, too, because, as you said, a weekly mm-hmm. commitment is kind of hard, especially, you know, Robert works harder than anyone I've ever known in my life. He's just, you, you know, he works mm-hmm. from home, and you think that could be a breeze. That guy's phone's blowing nope. up all day. He's got he calls yeah. call from the boss man, calls from everybody getting stuff done, so, when he stopped, it was six years going, and I know the show's been on a long time, and this show's been on before there was podcasting. It was basically Robert and Page, then Robert, Page and Sparky, and then you came aboard, and then just it's kind of evolved over the years, but, you know, all these episodes we've done, I think it was over 700 episodes, or 600 episodes um, of this show that have been done total, or some crazy number like that.
0: Wow. Um, but, wow. you know, I know
1: you, you kind of, you were here for, for the big chunk of them, and I feel honored personally to be able to, you know, share your story and come along for the Absolutely. ride and watch, you know, you evolve and grow as a person. And like I said at the beginning of the show, um, when you just had so much going on that you kind of had to take a step back because it's hard to be at the same place every, you know, Wednesday night because it's, you know, 9 o'clock, it's not an opportune time, people have stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. the line was that you might got a lot of stuff going on, which is kind of like the cliche line when everyone – Backs off from anything, a project, but you really did, and you took that time that you saved, and you took that hiatus, and you came up and did some of your best work. You wrote some amazing stories. You produced another cookbook. You produced uh, this this new project, and you've just done so much, and, and you're inspiring in a way that, you know, you're getting your story out there without, you know, going overly self-serving or promotional which is hard to do when you're promoting yourself but you are you're putting your story out there and, and in a way that's inspiring yeah. people and it's a way that's just if anything giving people knowledge and that's yeah. what you've done from the, on the radio show from day one here is yeah. showing people that it can be done and then also giving them a lot of information and, and tools on how to get there themselves and that's pretty awesome to pass it on like that like Terry did for you and uh, Paige and all that stuff That's right. Nobody does it alone.
0: And I think, Stacey, one of the greatest things that I have always said about you, I don't know if I've ever said it to you, but I'm about to, but one of the Mm. greatest things that I've noticed about you is you are an incredible bringer of hope. You just share so much Mm. hope with absolutely everybody, no matter what we're going through you always believe that we can get to the next level in the staircase. And I mean, it's always meant the world to me. Especially on my oh, hard days. God. So thank you. Oh wow. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm really
2: so, I'm so happy to hear that.
0: <laughs> I'm so blessed to be able to call you friend. I'm one of the luckiest oh. people in
2: the world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Crystal, that
2: means a lot to me. And wow. uh, that's why I do it. I'm I'm not a I'm not a Exhibitionist in any way. I mean, I just nope. I share stuff because I feel like, um, you know, I've always felt it's important to just I don't know be yourself. You got to be yourself. I, I can't stand pretense in in people, and I try not to cultivate it in myself. But the main thing is, I want people to, because that's how I found this. You know, I saw Carney Wilson on Oprah, and she mentioned a man named Dallas helped her. And I'm like, wow, wait a minute. If she can make some positive changes, I can. So that's why I feel it's really important to share what's happened to me and what I've, what yeah. I've accomplished um, because maybe that will spark somebody. And, and I really um, I feel like it's my, my purpose now.
0: I, you know, the and it, all the people... Sorry. out of all the people that Mike and I are blessed to talk with or the people that we know just in the same circles, you know what, you are such an amazing person and you just, you exude the belief in everybody that we're capable of doing the exact same thing. We might not realize it, but you realize it and you've always been just a wonderful, a wonderful Bringer of hope, always. Oh, well, wow. thank you, thank you. That's my
2: that's my goal. Uh-huh. I guess it starts, real
1: quick. Um, Yeah. Oh, I'm, I was gonna add, just ask you real quick. The book, "The Untended Soul: The Path to Light and the Lighter Way of Being." That's an interesting title, and I, I think that's it's 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 hard to capture the essence of a book in a single title. And I think this is perfect, The Untended Soul, because in order for you to kind of capture that, you know, magic that you needed for things to kind of fall into place for you, you really needed to tend to that soul. And i just going to ask you what that uh, title means to you and what you were kind of trying to uh, say to that, because it's an interesting. The Path to Light and a Lighter Way of Being, and not a lighter way of yeah. weighing less, but a lighter way of being. What was that meaning to you?
2: Oh yeah, well the being, you know, I had to lighten up from within and stop I, I I had just completely internalized and taken to heart all the negative messages that I got from people around me. You know, everyone from um strangers to family, you know, there's um one one, one of my essays I talk about how at a, at a family reunion uh, a very well-meaning aunt, you know, pulled me aside and said, and I was about 10, and she said, you know, dear, next time you get your hair done, I want you to tell the, the hairdresser to part your hair on the side because it'll make you look tall and skinny. And And she was being nice about it. She was trying to be helpful. But, I mean, that was like on the good end. And then there was just you know terrible things, terrible names I was called and things like that, and I I really started to believe that I I, I started to drink the Kool Aid, so um, I I had to what, what it means you know, a lighter way of being, it can mean getting rid of some weight, it can mean that, but really I had to unburden myself emotionally, mm-hmm. and start to question. I finally just got so exhausted with uh, the up and down and the yo-yoing and, and the, the negativity that I had started directing at myself that I, I said, wait a minute, what is this stuff even true? What have I been believing? And you know what? I'm really tired of this. And I don't care. And I, I was, you know, not, not anywhere near um, a healthy weight, but I'm like, I don't care what's going on with the scale. I am starting to turn some of these equations around. And um, that was really what needed attention. My Most of my life, I had fixated, I followed society's lead, I fixated on the exterior. And meanwhile, my soul was completely abandoned. It was just com- in complete neglect and disrepair. So, and, and I didn't really, that, that title just came to me one day when I was kind of, I don't know, I I get a lot of ideas when I'm out walking. And um, I filed it away, because this was years ago that it came to me. And I started collecting these essays, and then I just put it away. Because I have to admit, I, I work really well when there's a deadline. You know, I used to be a newspaper reporter. So I just sat on these essays for a long time. And then this magazine shoot happened in July. And I thought, oh, my God perfect timing, get this into high gear, you know? Um, and so I just, I came up with the subtitle, the path to light and a lighter way of being. But, you know, I, I literally went from darkness to light. I mean, I was so, I was just so mired in, in self-hatred and believing what everybody else was saying about me. And I was sad a lot of the time. And, um, I started to like I said it all you know you have the ability we all have the ability to question our our reality and to question people's behavior and and labels and things we don't have to take it at face value we don't have to accept it just cuz somebody wants us to you know to to feel whatever ashamed less than you know that's that's a great way to control others too is make them feel bad about themselves and I right. just took that whole thing and turned it upside down. And the interesting part, you know, when when you really solidly change your beliefs about yourself, and that takes time, time and practice, it changes everything. Because the the example I like to give is when I was, you know, in high school, I was chubby. I wasn't, you know, I was like 200 pounds, um, and I. I had absolutely no self-esteem, no sense of boundaries. Uh, people would walk all over me, call me terrible names and things. And as in my 20s, when I started to turn it around, uh, and then really more solidly in my 30s, uh, I, I had put on like more than 100 pounds since high school. But because my belief about myself had changed, I was literally putting out a different signal, a different frequency, and nobody messed with me. Nobody, the the name calling stopped. And the few times that it happened, I would actually, you know, like turn around and confront people. And I think I needed to pass that. It was like getting over a hump. And then it was like, you know, once I got that confidence under my belt, um, people stopped Really, by and large, mistreating me. There was, I, I didn't allow. I didn't allow that kind of behavior, and even though the weight didn't change, that was didn't matter. That was a huge victory. I mean, you guys can right. see that, right? That was major yeah. victory. Oh yeah, and well, freedom. He
1: says, change the voice, change your voice within, change the, the, the story you tell yourself, and you're yeah. we're gonna we're gonna allow yourself to be you not know, put in that spot anymore. You're going to change your own value within. And then that kind of emulated outwards.
2: It did. It did. And that's, that's about tending to your soul. Do not let people abuse you, mistreat you, even if it's in, in you know, the lamest way to um, put someone down is in the guise of a joke, you know? And it, it just, if it feels insulting, it probably is.
0: Right, and mm-hmm. you right.
2: have a say in the matter. We, you have a say in how you're treated. You know, it's okay to ruffle feathers. Sometimes people need it, but it's not okay to be cruel. Right, that is right. absolutely. And um, you know, in, in this transformation, um, not not all of my friends have stuck around. I, I I'll tell you that. That's that's been a, a, a little bit of a surprise and a disappointment. But then I realized, you know, um, lot of these friendships were made when I was a, a wounded bird and some people like to have, you know, wounded birds to either try to tend to, or they, you know, they, okay. they feel better. They like, okay, I'm not as messed up as she is, you know, um, There are all kinds of reasons for that. But, um, you know, your true friends, and if, if you have healthy, good-hearted people in your life, uh, they'll tend to be happy for you, and they will morph with with your changes.
0: Right. So yeah. I read a quote because I have a wall, Stacy, in the dungeon, and it's full of quotes. One of the quotes I found, I don't know, it was quite a while ago, and it says, no matter what you think of me as a human being, my worth does not reside in the size of my ass.
2: Oh, I love that. (laughs) Right? That is so true, yeah. Right?
0: It was one of those things that I I think I really had to hear because I was killing myself working out like a crazy woman, and Mm -hmm. I wasn't happy. So I had to learn... Right, that there is a fine line between obsession and happiness. Oh yeah, I was working it out like a crazy woman, and I was miserable doing it. And then I got yep. sick, and the rest is history. But right, no, I mean it's amazing. So And I I understand that whole thing of the soul that you were talking about because currently I'm going through kind of the same thing. It's like a decompression of a really heavy soul. And, you know, when you start decompressing all these things that you've just shoved in your closet, it's amazing what um, starts to happen in your life.
2: Yeah, it shifts everything. It shifts everything. um, but it's very much uh, like a that great movie, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah,
0: um, there yeah, was a moment.
2: Story. There was a moment of liberation for one of the the uh, patients when they realized this nurse, this crazy, evil, you know, unhealthy nurse, no longer has power over me. And that's kind right. of, I think, where a lot of us are now. With you know, now you hear terms that didn't exist 10 years ago, like body shaming and body positive. I think collectively we're really tired of the scrutiny and of the false labels and of the mischaracterization of somebody just because of their size. Uh, uh, People are just not, not having it anymore.
0: And I mean, I think it's really important that, you know, we're learning this through you. And I mean, you're such a graceful, amazing teacher that a lot of times when someone does something like that, we all internalize it. There's a little piece of everything that everyone has ever said to us that resides within on some level. Mm-hmm. And it's not always good.
2: Yeah. And and that's why this is where the practice comes in. I mean, I had to literally yeah. to reprogram my, my brain and my self-talk and, um, Sometimes I, I definitely that stuff still I still have that shadow there <clears throat> but I just don't I'm a, I'm more aware of it and I don't let it run me. Sometimes it'll sneak up on me, you know, like if I get uh rejected by a you know, an editor or a uh, a show or whatever, you know, it's that can push a button but I don't sure. let it, you know. I don't
1: let it. You have more it's you have still, more healthy ways of dealing with it.
2: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And let me tell you, it gets better as you get older, like middle, middle age gives you just, I think it's just, we've all survived so much, you know, once you get to your 50s, and then you realize, why was I so worried about what other people thought? You know, and what what really matters is, you know, what do I think of myself? That's what matters. Yeah,
1: I I couldn't imagine growing up a kid in, in the modern world. I look at some of the things that I dealt with as a kid, and you think, man, that was the biggest deal in the world to me then. But you know, looking back, it just seems so trite and trivial for some of the stuff that I used to get hung up on. But a lot of these kids that are dealing with it now don't have that kind of uh, you know far went away perception yet. And I I couldn't imagine having to deal with being a fat kid like I was in the in the digital age today. And it's going to be got to be rough. But, um, you uh, know, people reading yeah. your journey, you know, even younger people, there's always that core that you can relate to. There's always that, there's, there's that commonality towards somebody who's been through something like you have or I have or Crystal. You know, there's that recognition and there's that relatability towards it. And I'm so glad that you came out with this book about kind of the psychological side of things. And I've talked about this with, with you for years about how I think that is the true, you know, essence of, of your story is is not how you lost 180 pounds, it's not how you, you know, got the makeover in the magazine cover. It's that you healed your soul from within and then everything else right. was allowed to mm-hmm. kind of fall into place from there. And you're yes. still brave yep. enough
0: to be the same person.
1: <laughs> you didn't change well, because
0: Yeah really yeah i mean you're still the same person you're still as wonderful i don't know you've always been just (laughs) a wonderful stacy that i've always known you to be
2: oh thank you i'm i am
0: i feel like i'm the same person
2: i was when i was 300 some pounds i just have um different perspective on things and
1: definitely i have a lot stronger boundaries and that's oh, okay. Thank you. That's awesome. So much for coming back mm-hmm. and talking to us. We got a minute forty-five left, so I'm gonna wrap it up real quick. StacyMorris.com has got all your information. Also, your uh, Stacy Morris, uh, Recovering American, on Facebook. You have that awesome blog out there as well. Thank you so much for being with us again, Stacy.
0: Thanks, Stacy.
2: Thanks. Thanks, guys. It was great hanging out with you again.
1: Oh, oh yeah, and we're back. gonna get Robert back on for for like a bit, of little mini. Uh, uh, reunion thing and we'll, we'll get That scheduled yeah. as soon as we can too Because i got to get Robert <laughs> back on here soon But thank you so much Stacy you have, you have a beautiful soul, you have a beautiful story You've got a beautiful cover picture for the new uh, Magazine that's going to be on sale Is it tomorrow you said it drops? Tomorrow? Yeah
2: it, it it drops Tomorrow it'll be out for a week So uh, Women's World Magazine and they, they Mentioned DDPY I called it yoga in the article but It's DDPY now uh, and Terry Lang, the godmother of Y yep. is in my story. So I'm really just very happy with the way they handled it. And I, I really hope uh, if there's anyone who feels hopeless, uh, just take a look at that story. And there's so many success stories in our community. it's It's quite amazing.
1: Congratulations, Stacy. We're proud of you. Thank you so much for being here. And I'm glad you, uh, you finally decided to, to just tend to that untended soul because you've changed a lot of lives because of it. So thank you very much. Uh, Crystal, oh, thanks, Mike. we got ten yes. seconds. We'll, we'll, we'll have to get to the quote, okay. uh probably next week because it's going to kick us off the air. But thank you I guys can... so much, Crystal. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Stacy, take care. And we're <laughs> protected today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power put on my face. Oh! The diamond cutter. I don't believe it. Wow. Diamond cutter out of the powerbomb. We're going
0: all. You've been listening. 18- plus.